0: Hello and welcome to CX today. My name is Charlie and today I'm delighted to be joined by Piers Buckley, CEO and co-founder of Babelforce. Piers, it's really great to have you join us. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, very good. Great to be here, Charlie.
0: Well, it's great to have you and especially to discuss this topic. I mean, it's something that a lot of people um, are talking about and that is kind of the, possi- the possibilities uh, that ChatGPT will bring across the enterprise, really. But we're going to be Uh, focusing on contact centers uh, specifically uh, today. And I think maybe the best place to start is by simply um, asking you how excited you are um, about the rise of ChatGPT and the possibilities it may bring um, for contact center applications.
1: Uh, Yeah, so personally, I'm very excited. I mean, I have ChatGPT, it's right here now on the screen beside me. I have ChatGPT myself open all the time, the the pro account, right, paid account. So. I have, so I'm using it for loads of use cases myself. Your questions about the contact center, yeah, I think, um, I so for some use cases, I think it's spectacular, right? So we've already seen this with lots of the contact centers we're dealing with where it's already um, producing productivity gains in some areas. And there's something special about those use cases where it has early adoption and where it's very powerful. I think all of them are cases where it's like an agent assist. So what we would call i guess in the in the kind of ai and machine learning community they're sort of they're human in the loop cases so the human in the in in this case in the outbound in the outward loop so in other words the chat gpt is not being used to present something directly to the consumer at the end but the consumer talking to the agent the agent is using it to help them in the job that they're doing so like take something really really difficult like you're you're the agent you get uh, a chat or a call or even an email, it doesn't matter what type, but certainly a chat and a call is kind of real-time interactive. And the ticket opens up for you, you've got the ticket history or the case history, and the case history is like 40 interactions long or even 10 interactions long, right? You know, So you if you're gonna have a good quality conversation with the person you're talking to now, you have to absorb all of this information and you also have to look at what their last order is or whatever else is presented right in the interface to you. And of course, ChatGPT summarizing what is there in the thread already, and what's the last thing that happened? And presenting that immediately means that that's what the agent can concentrate on first of all. And the nice thing about this is that obviously ChatGPT is not perfect; it will tell you that itself. You know, although it's quite assertive, right? It acts very, very assertive. Like, uh, but it will tell you, you know, if you say, "Oh, what you gave me now doesn't is not what I was looking for," it'll say, "Oh, sorry, I got this wrong. I'm, you know, I'm only trained on a certain amount of data or whatever." It'll make an excuse for itself. With the agent in the loop getting this information, they decide what they're going to do with it so a human a clever human agent is obviously going to read that and go, "Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense." and then they're going to say hang on, let me give me a minute. I'm just going to dig into your case here and see if I can help you." But if the presentation of that is what they would expect and they, you know they see that it, that it's that it's valid, then they can use that and they can in, in a matter of seconds figure out what's going on instead of a longer you know instead of trying to crawl through this long uh, thread. So I think these agent assist use cases are really powerful. I mean, that's a, that could be a mass, that's already a, could potentially a massive productivity gain, right? Just right there.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's I think uh, one of those applications that I've seen um, that has been uh, particularly um, spread about by many uh, vendors is the auto summarization of, of maybe a post to help agents with their post-school processing. I think I've seen one actually with, um, I think it was from Salesforce, and they would kind of create their own uh, knowledge articles based, uh, based on uh, the customer transcripts. They ingest all the data and they propose those. But as you say, there's always kind of a human in the loop. So there's that like guardrail um, there almost, which is fascinating. But talking about kind of, you know, just how big an impact these technologies may make in the contact center, how relevant do you think they are to the most like pressing problems that contact centers face today.
1: Well, I mean, it's so I I think in this area we're talking about agent assist. That's a massive area because imagine you like imagine the scenario where you've got a contact center that's really forward thinking completely customer centric they've sorted out their data driven analysis of where their problems lie they're optimizing everything they can let's imagine that scenario like on the best possible case contact center at that point you reach diminishing returns until recently right because because you've got your thousand or your 500 agents or whatever the number is and um, you've got good behavioral models you've got good mentoring and so on right so where, where are you going to get returns from and I think I think these technologies now, large language model technologies, not just ChatGPT, by the way, also ones that are built specifically on data inside the company. Um, these, these models are like giving a whole set of tools that allow you to reach productivity gains, even even starting from that brilliant position that I've just painted out. Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge gain because agents are important. It's not like all AI that we are deploying now is, is taking away all of the things that agents do. I mean, I mean, in fact, quite the opposite. Right. So some of the biggest brands that I'm talking to all the time are app first brands like digital banks, for example. Right. So they they started their life cloud native app first. You know, the most modern shiny interfaces you could possibly imagine. Um, and those companies have huge numbers of agents and not because they can't do things right, but because. They realize that the human interaction is really really important for customer onboarding or optimizing lifetime value and um, because you know it's it's a brand enhancer actually right you know so if if app 1st digital banks are doing that then a lot of us are going you know a lot of companies a lot of a lot of our organizations we're dealing with are going to need to do that as well and these tools are giving those that great like uplift in what kind of productivity that they can achieve i mean you, you mentioned charlie a great um great example with the uh, also an agent assist essentially with knowledge-based articles i mean another flavor of that that i've seen is in like a lot of a lot of contact centers have a way to present um maybe you know in a panel on one side the suggested knowledge-based articles that could be useful for the interaction that you're on right now so that's something that has already existed but it just gives you two two or three links or whatever right whereas now with chat gpt you can actually get a context-based response in that panel that's suggesting okay i've looked through all the articles for you on the basis of the information we have here i've got better natural language understanding than you know than the last version of this tool so what's presented here is very very useful very digestible summary potentially even with the suggested which is happening now the suggested response that the agent might do next so again as you said with the nice guardrails there nothing bad is going to happen, right? Only good things can come out of it if if that, you know, given the, the quality of these generative models that we're looking at with ChatGPT.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. And it makes me think of, kind of when I go back to the, um, to what I asked, there's a very clear uh, problem in contact centers in terms of maybe the Asian experience. And the examples that you gave there are fantastic in terms of how um, generative AI, the role that generative AI may play in helping to, Enable better uh, employee experience and solve the problems that contact centers face in terms of maybe attrition, um, absence, and then also in terms of cutting down contact value volumes. I imagine, well, handling times. Uh, sorry, not contact uh, volumes. And that in itself is will um, help the contact center to cut a significant costs. It makes me think, though, you know, it's not only generative AI. Uh, AI. There's many other AI tools used in contact centers. How else can contact centers use AI to overcome uh, these problems?
1: Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's where I, I think we need a much more nuanced look at this. Because because I'm super excited about it, as I mentioned about ChatGPT and large language model, but um, but it's only for certain use cases that you can that you can you really bring it into play, right? Uh, and of course the similar technologies that are specific to your organization are really, really important. So let, let's take an example. So if you call up your insurance company and you want to change your policy or something, then a generative la- large language model AI like ChatGPT is pretty much useless to answer your questions because the answers to your questions are deeply embedded in the the data and the policies and the contracts of the insurance company and so you you know so you need models that are not only trained on that data but that have safeties in them you know so that if you if somebody asks a a question about a guarantee or a contractual element or a policy element then you can only answer these things you you even if you're prodded by you know in the chat from the user oh i'd like some more information like there's a certain level of backstop that is necessary, right, to guarantee that what is what is expressed is coherent and you know actually is in is in the remit of what an insurance company of the insurance company does. Um, and I think so those technologies already exist. For me, I think I painted out a picture earlier of imagine imagine this contact center that's operating at such a high level and then you know Chat GPT can give them even more because they they they've already optimized everything. That's not the reality, right? Most contact centers actually are operating significantly below that level of optimization um, and what we're seeing right now is other in other AIs that are really really powerful is that we have on-demand capabilities to do very accurate speech transcription for example and natural language understanding and um, as we've seen re- recently, these, uh, these solutions, if you can use them within your business processes, like if you can link them up to your integrated systems and your backends and everything within the, within the contact center, then you can actually achieve the kinds of automation levels that were unimaginable only a few years ago. So, you, you know, like on, until recently, your limitation on inbound calls would be what can I do within my IVR? right so within the existing ivr technologies which as we all know from walking our way through you know horrible ivr trees when we phone up um, organizations isn't very very limited and that was like that was the stop that was as far as you could go that's just completely changed now right even very complicated identity verification processes and even end-to-end automations can occur with natural dialogues the same way you would talk to alexa or talk to siri or whatever Um, and, and Importantly, un- unlike Siri or Alexa, they, are, they can express the kind of processes and the kind of outputs that you need to, you know, to solve your business problems. And I think that's a massive game changer because it means that, not, you know, on the one hand, the large language model and ChatGPT can help agents with agent assists. And on the front end, you can actually take away 40, 50, 60, sometimes even more higher percentages of inbound traffic um and and actually take them away completely meaning that your agents can concentrate obviously on the very high value you know on the, on the very very high va- value interactions that um that are going to you know be bring you much more business benefits i think that i think that's a massive game changer you know the ability essentially allowing people to talk to a computer that actually does something sensible for them yeah. It's it's really powerful
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i think it's I think you have some really great examples um, in there, but I think it's also interesting to consider, you mentioned um, that many, the reality is many contact centers aren't ready to optimize with generative AI. They don't almost have the foundations in place. What can contact centers maybe do to prime their um, environment to get the most out of those AI tools that you mentioned there, such as speech rec- recognition, um, and the future of uh, GPT-based innovation?
1: Um, so I, and i think i think the two of those are somewhat separate actually you know so as we, as we see the ones who have a very rapidly adopted chat gpt are already sitting on top of very very good um, cloud normally cloud based you know ticketing crm and core back end system you know, core like let's say core data systems systems of record in their organization so so you know if you if you're already in that world then you've got an api first model enabling everything an api being you know an, in like a, an integration interface that's easy to use nowadays right for web development um and then it's pretty trivial in a way like right? i mean you know it does take some you know you do have to noodle on it a while and you need some specialists to do it but it's a very very fast job to actually use ChatGPT gpt to do something sensible in agent assist um, so on that side, I think the first thing you have to do is, you know, you need to get yourself onto an API first, you know, cloud based system of record um, and, and be, you know, and have the, I think, and have a strategy around all other products that you buy or that you're using in the contact center all have to be API first driven um, with, you know, simple ways for them to be integrated together. So you're not buying boxes that are somewhat siloed or isolated, but everything you have, you, you kind of think of every, you will have multiple boxes. Obviously, you know you have a payment system, which is obviously going to be separate from your CRM. But the way you think about all of those is like one holistic thing that you can run algorithms on is sort of the basis that you need. Now that's the same basis you need to adopt um, things that are going to deal with inbound queries In automation. Like if you want to automate email understanding, you want to automate chat understanding and have chat conversations before they get to an agent or completely without an agent. And similarly for phone, when somebody phones up and you're going to deal with them in automation, then uh, I think the basis for that is really. The way to go, given the nature of the world we're in now where there are not enough developers and DevOps engineers to do this kind of thing, is to really be looking at no-code solutions for that purpose. So what does that mean? It means that you need the power to make these things work like speech recognition, for example, or speech transcription and generating generating audio from text uh, and natural language understanding. You need the ability to use these these breakout AI technologies, but you need them to work with your processes. And that's the tricky bit. So, I mean, the wonderful thing about the world we're in now is that, like, you can on-demand use all of these AI components. I mean, actually, almost any AI components you can possibly imagine needing in the contact center, you probably have available on-demand, meaning that you can just utilize it as you go, pay as you go, um, and at relatively low cost, like at a cost base that we've never seen before. So, it's very, very—it's—it's it's not going to break the bank. You, It's going to be maybe two orders of magnitude cheaper or three or like a thousand times cheaper than an agent in some cases. So those AI components are available, but your processes in your industry, whatever you're in, insurance, utilities, e-commerce, it doesn't make a difference. In whatever industry you're in, you're going to have objects that have names that are only relevant to your business. You're going to have business logic that's only relevant to your business. You're going to have a dozen systems probably in the background that run your contact center. And the AI on-demand AI components are only useful to you if you can tie them together with those. And that's the biggest problem. You'll see, if you look at the, you know, so the analysts' reports on issues that people have with applying these technologies, almost all of it is about being able to extract the value. It's not about getting access to it particularly. It's like, how do you, how do you develop a team and a culture that is capable of using them and the thing is it's very unlikely in most organizations that that's going to be a development team nowadays because i mean developers are more are, you know cost more than their weight and platinum right so it's just it's it's just not possible there isn't enough of them there and building a team around what you want to do makes very little sense so you need the ability to kind of code whatever you want but without doing the coding and i think that the no code revolution the no code development revolution really is the thing that comes to your aid in this case and i think that's the basis so i mean i'm always and it isn't it isn't only about the product areas that i'm involved in it's the same for website development you know like so when i'm talking to people and about some other thing that's got nothing to do with with our business um i would say yeah i mean if you're if you're going to deploy these new technologies then you can go a long way um on no code nowadays and that should be the aim i think you know so i mean i actually i have friends who've set up companies like ceos uh, cx uh, c level individuals who set up companies and they are running like up to high scale on completely no code tools in the organization across every product area so in other words not a single line of code has been written and they're running entire companies You know, and and so I think adopting that in the contact center is now possible as well. And I I think that's really the key.
0: Yeah, it is. It is amazing, actually, when you go into a contact center, just how siloed some of those systems are. I mean, I think a really good example is... uh, Recently, well, I'm say recently about five six years ago, when a lot of contact centers started using messaging apps like WhatsApp, and they just bolt on a solution, which at the same time seems a really great solution, but it just doesn't. It didn't interact with uh, the other data within the contact center ecosystem, which made the promise of omnichannel much more difficult. And now the ability to leverage the full value of these um, of of, uh, these AI solutions too, and it's. Yeah, it's a fascinating area to think about before you get into um the industry specific solutions that you mentioned as well it's 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 yeah it's a real problem so i guess how can how can babble force help would be my next question
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think our our view is we're there to help your organization level up essentially so um so so there's no contact center that doesn't have a a few people maybe it's two maybe it's half a dozen but it's usually not as many people as you would think who keep the show on the road right these are the people who configure your workflows in your crm they configure the complex workflows in your ticketing and case management they know the logic of how your payment solutions are work and so when they break down or when something's wrong they know why and why it breaks down between the crm and the payment solution just as examples and you know the average is actually 12 systems, right? There's 12 systems behind most contact centers. I've only just named three there. Um, and if you're running a contact center, you'll know that it's probably not two or three. So whoever's configuring all those workflows, those are your key people, right? And, and our, we see our job as working with those key people and helping them to become proficient in utilizing this on-demand AI you know so and the way we think about it is this is you you spend like you spend six hours with our product and with our engagement team on customer success then after six hours you've got a white belt in jiu-jitsu do they have white belts in jiu-jitsu? well anyway you know what i mean right okay <laughs> could be karate whatever um and you know another few hours you've got your next belt you know like without in in 18 hours you know you're on one of the colorful belts already and you're actually working within you know within a day you're testing out complex ai scenarios and able to ab test them and that's what that's what we see our role as essentially is that you we would like everybody who works with us to go away um, feeling like, okay, I personally or my whole team have leveled up our capability here. We feel comfortable about applying complex AI like speech-to-text or text-to-speech or natural language understanding. And we're able to, aut- you know, we, we, we know now that if something new comes in, you know, on a Tuesday morning, by Tuesday afternoon, we'll probably know how we're going to prototype it or we've prototyped it already and we can A-B test it on Friday. That's kind of the feeling that you'd like to have I would love if that's that 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 that's that's the kind of feeling you'd have in your team after you've worked with us. so that's yeah. I think that's our role, and and we provide obviously we need to provide all the no-code development technology to make that possible, and at a at a level within the user interfaces that's easy for people to just click things together. You know, to just. To join processes together like Lego blocks or whatever, um, that's that's for us. I think that's kind of the, the the level that it needs to be at in order to make it useful, so that it's you know it's easy to visualize what kind of complex processes you're building.
0: Mm, absolutely, I think this. I think it's it's um yeah, it's been a really fascinating conversation actually, not just to talk about kind of the f- possible flashy applications, but to get under the hood, um, almost of actually what makes these applications tick and how to future-proof. Um, your contact center through that no-code approach, I think it's, um, yeah, it's been excellent. And I think that's probably the best place to end uh, today's chat, but I've learned so much. So thank you very much uh, for joining us today, Chris.
1: Thank you, Charlie.